0: DJ PK and Aaron Falk joining us now from the bubble in Orlando, utahjazz.com rider. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprinter coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. So, question of the morning. After Donovan Mitchell goes for 57, do you look at him differently? How do you see him now?
1: Um, I, I guess I don't look at him all that differently. I mean, I, I think you know on on playoff stage certainly elevates him, but but this is an NBA All Star. This is um, a, a guy who from the jump, his rookie season has impressed and, and grown. And, and I, I know historically where, where that stands in terms of you know the, the the top scoring performance in Jazz playoff history, third most um, in the NBA playoff history. But I, I I'm watching that, and and you are so impressed and then at the same time you're, I'm watching him and I'm thinking this is sort of what you I think a lot of people would expect from Donovan at this at this stage in, in some ways and you know you're not, not going to score 57 every night but this is a guy who can take over games this is a guy who um, gets respect from, from players around the league if, if not you know in, in the debates with certain fan bases, but like this is what I expect from from a, an all star level superstar level garden, and um, very excited to see him uh, try to try to you know what what can he do in game two? Try to put on an encore performance like that.
2: So all three of us have been in situations where we've been in the home arena. Before a playoff game, we've been in the road arena before a playoff game. And, obviously, it just feels different. You know, we've talked about in the last few years when the Jazz go out on the road to start the postseason. They get the split. You come into the arena, and it starts out on the plaza for Game 3. We got home court now. And the anticipation of the crowd is just – you could practically feel something that is unfeelable, to use a word that isn't a word. But you know what I mean. And so I'm wondering – as you go into those facilities in Orlando, how does that compare the feeling of anticipation to what we've seen so many times over the years?
1: Yeah, it, it was very different. Um, arriving to the arena for Game One, um, definitely, you know, you you miss that buzz that that just that you get from nineteen thousand people all coming together for for that. Um, you know, as a community. Um, uh, And, you know, I'm I'm kind of going through my pregame motions and and getting things set up. Um, And then watching the players come out of the locker room for their huddle. um, And, you know, guys are, guys are breathing, like guys are trying to catch their breath. You know, they, they know that even though this doesn't feel like a a regular um, NBA postseason, that they're missing the fans, like the stakes are still high. Like I, watching those guys out there, breathe trying to calm themselves collect themselves get ready like that's when it hit me like okay this still matters a bunch to it to everybody um you know the, the stakes are still very high like the competitive juices are flowing and then to watch that game you know as heartbreaking as this for for jazz fans to see them lose in, in overtime um and an awesome game an awesome way to kick off the the postseason here um but that you know i, I think i do think it there are those moments and 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 when you when you feel that but yeah, you're missing, you're missing Given Arena terribly.
0: So I'm curious, are there now I, we don't know piped in noise versus people that look like they're sitting there? Were, were there a few fans because people have family members or friends in the bubble or whatever?
1: Um, there were a few more um, people watching than, than in the regular season game, Um that being said, I, I, I think you know family members are coming in um, a little bit later still. Mm, okay. uh, but yeah, but there but there were definitely um, a, a few more people. Obviously, you know scouting in, increases from other teams and more um, you know various players can, can attend, etc. But um, but it's still I mean when, when you're talking about a few more people, we're talking about I don't know maybe 25 more people in an arena. It's 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 noticeable because it's usually. So empty, but it's also not going to change anything. These are not people that are, you know, cheering, clapping. They're they're observing. The noise is still that that piped-in crowd noise.
2: So, because there's not nearly as many people, are you a little more hesitant to do which you would normally do in a playoff game and paint your face the Jazz colors? <laughs>
1: uh, I am a little more hesitant. I'm you know, I have a skincare routine. I'm not trying to break out. You know, I, <laughs>
0: Can't I'm
2: wondering what's the situation with Conley. Is he's got to stay in his room, or is he can he be around the team? How's that working?
1: No, it's it's an in-room quarantine. As as far as I understand it, sort of the the exact same thing that happened um, when we got here for, for 48 hours. Only he's doing it for four days. Um, you know, he, he's not in in even in the um, hotel where where we are currently. He's in a a separate part of. Um, of of the campus um on the grounds but not in the the main hotel and uh yeah you know all expectation is that he will be tested and and as long as that test turns around in time will be there for game three and that's that's really the that home court advantage when you talk about you know traditionally like can you go on on the road and, and split the first two um i know that you're not going to have that 19,000 you know Crowd behind you, but getting Mike Conley back for Game Three um, will will be that I guess that home court bump hopefully, and you know that's why you want to go in and, and split the first two for this one.
0: So as you see, guys, and I'm curious about the Jazz, but also other teams as you see guys kind of around the the complex, right? Is it different? Is there a different feeling now that it's in the in the playoffs? Are guys a little more tense, a little more wound up? Or is it just another day at the office and the office is a massive vacation complex in Orlando?
1: <laughs> uh, business casual, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's – I haven't noticed anything that's, like, crazy. And you, and you probably saw, you know, Jamal Murray uh, getting video of Donovan on his Instagram after – um, after the game saying, like, damn, this guy just dropped 57 on me and now I have to run into him here. Like, it, it, But it's, it was playful. Um, so I think, you know, it's still early in, in the postseason and, and, you know, there there are still those friendships that exist. Uh, maybe as, you know, guys pick up a few hard fouls here and there or, or things go on, maybe feelings start to, to change. But, um, you know, right now, on, on the whole, it still feels somewhat the same to me.
2: Yeah, I did see that video. So what you're saying is that guys are just running into each other. They're hang—I don't know if "hanging out" is the right word, but hanging around the same group of people all the time.
1: Well, I mean, I—I I just there's just no way outside of staying in your room. Um, there's no way to avoid running into people. Uh, you know, when we get on on the bus for for a game. Um, Denver's also loading onto their buses for a game from the same, you know, a- entrance at this hotel. Uh, the, the loop around the campus is, is a mile, and there are two places to eat. Everyone's going to breakfast um, pregame, you know, at, at the same spot. Um, there are, you know, a, a dozen tables outside by the lake, right by, by the facility. Like, you're going to run into people. There's just no way of, of avoiding it.
0: So are are the teams kind of I don't know fraternizing sounds awfully big are they are they hanging out how much uh, interaction because I always wonder like these guys are competitive on but then how buddy buddy and chummy are they afterwards it was easy for Jamal Murray to be playful because his team won the game yeah
1: I I think they're I think while while they are running into each other I, I should say you know earlier on I, I guess it would probably be more likely that different guys from different teams are going to go out and have maybe a meal together. Um, and now they can be playful in, in that moment, you know, on, on Instagram, but it's, it's in passing. It's not like it wasn't that Donovan and Jamal Murray sat down and had a cup of coffee and a, and a chat afterwards. It was just sort of, you know, in, in, on your way to grab lunch from your team room and, and back. So I think earlier on, there were probably more opportunities or, or willingness from guys to, to do those things. And now it's, you know, you're, you're going to be with your team. You're going to see other guys. You're going to say, hello, you're going to be polite. Generally speaking, I assume Um, But it's not going to be necessarily as, you know, friendly in terms of, like, let's go bowling
3: later.
2: So when we go to NCAA tournaments, you know, we as media, we can go to any game we want to go to, not just ours. Uh, As far as that goes, are people even beyond the media like yourself, but beyond that, are you able to go to other playoff games?
1: Um, No, I I do not have uh, your VIP clearance, DK, (laughs) so I am... um, I am not allowed it right right now. It's, uh, well, I guess I should say the, for the entirety of, of the bubble, players were allowed to go on a first-come, 1st first serve kind of basis, um, you know, some family and, and advanced scouts, but they really do want to limit the number of people and, and also sort of the, the cross, the, the kind of the people crossing paths and, and maybe, you know, crossing exposure, essentially. So um, most, most of us are, are not allowed to go to other games.
0: Uh, any reaction you've gotten to the Lakers dropping Game One to the Blazers? Is there a general feeling the Lakers might be in trouble here? The Blazers certainly aren't a normal number eight seed. Uh, now that they're healthy, they're they're far better than their record, obviously. Any buzz? Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, I used to see a couple of those games yesterday. I, I think everybody just knows how um, strange and, and that this postseason is, and how basically anything might be possible i think that's in the back of everybody's head um but other than that you know it wasn't necessarily the the topic of conversation uh with guys this morning it's just it's all about denver and trying to win game two
2: yeah as far as that goes uh did you in your interaction at least from my perspective you know and i'm obviously thousands of miles away that i i didn't feel a sense of uh I don't know what the word would be, defeat, I guess. Obviously, they lost the game. But you know how when you're in a playoff situation, it, it, at least uh, from a media or a fan perspective, you know in this case, we'll just use this as a little example, you know you'd have to win one from in Denver in order to win the series, right? And you, you'd get the feeling, oh, we had our chance and we blew it. We didn't get it done, and we got that was our one chance, and, and like, oh, it's going to be so hard. Is that feeling? It I didn't I didn't get the sense of a defeated attitude among the players, so it, there really isn't that feeling there that while well, we had our chance, because it doesn't matter. You got to win four, and they are all at the same spot.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, you know, Donovan said what pretty much any player is going to say, but I, I think he, he truly meant it. You know, it's it's. in in basketball it's not soccer there's no aggregate score here or anything you know you're you're down one you're down one oh not like it doesn't matter whether it was an overtime loss a 50 point loss it doesn't matter let's go back win game two i think there there is that feeling um you know you're not going to go face a hostile crowd you're not going to have to travel you are you are in the same situation The, the playing field's level um you know you're you're obviously disappointed to um push a, a team to, to the brink like that on, and have such a, an amazing performance from Donovan and come up short. But I think everybody knows, that, you know, you, you look at, at the numbers and look at what Denver did. And, and while Donovan's probably not going to score 57 tonight, uh, you know, Denver's not going to shoot wh- whatever. It felt like 100 percent from the field um, either. So I, I think and you look at it and you look and you see, you know, we got some things that, that, as a jazz you that you wanted to see in terms of um, switches and getting Tory Craig off Donovan. You saw some some really good things from from Joe Ingles in, in Mike Conley's absence. And I think you feel pretty good uh, about your chances and you're not you're definitely not defeated after one game in a place where you know you're not going into a hostile environment.
0: Well, you just brought up a couple words there that we haven't heard. a name, Torrey Craig. So obviously he had foul trouble, and obviously that was part of the storyline here. how much does uh how many uh, how much can he change the way he plays it's a different game it's a different refs maybe they tweak something uh, how much has Donovan solved that problem problem permanently
1: um I think it's you know there there will be um, a, adjustments on on Denver's part, but really the the problem was solved is with, with you know good strategy on on Quinn Snyder's part and getting the switches that they wanted putting um, guys in putting Donovan in in different pick and rolls with whether it's Rudy or or maybe some small small pick and rolls and and um, getting Tory Craig off of him or getting Torrey Craig in foul trouble as, as he tried to fight through those screens and so um you know Tory Craig's obviously given Donovan trouble this season um he's he's a tremendous wing defender and you know by, by Donovan's admission um but when you are you know like I've said all along you know you've got to trust Quinn Snyder as, as an X's and O guy in, in a situation like this and he put uh Donovan in a really tremendous situation and and you know we, we saw the results
2: playoffs are a fun time of year well we always enjoy it Do you think people in the bubble there are they having fun or is it wearing on them a little bit I think um, you
1: know everybody's going to have good days and, and bad days, um, and I think the there there is uh, a level of fun and excitement that that didn't exist during the the seeding games. Um, that being said, I'll, I'll be very interested to see you know what happens um, in in an elimination type situation for for different teams around here. You know if, if uh, you know no. I, I don't know what what the if you have any le- less respect or whatever, but um, you get you know get down to three one, whatever the situation may may be. I think there it's natural to think you know hey can we can we should we be going home kind of a situation. Um, that being said, I've said all along these guys have talked about you know since we're here we're working hard like let's let's make noise and these guys don't want to lose. Um, so I, I think you know there is that fun there is that uh, excitement and just that desire to win. Um, but it's still a, a strange situation. There's no doubt about it. I mean, this is this is unlike anything these guys have had to do before. And um, it's it's taxing to, to be away from friends and family and, and in such a confined space for so long.
0: Do you think this will ever have to be repeated? Does anyone want any part of it? If it had to be repeated at some point, could they? Would they?
1: I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard the, or read the same reports. I'm sure that you, you all have heard heard um discussions and, and ongoing about potential multiple bubble sites that, you know in, in my just straight opinion as a human being who's who has um been through this i think um a couple of things one i, I think it, it can be repeated and, and people would have desire to be re- to repeat on some level um stri- strictly because this is an entire economy i mean not just the players salaries but so many other people um Involved in, in in this operation depend on this thing running on some level. Um, you know that. So that that being said, you're missing if, if we're in a situation where you can't play with fans for an extended period of time, um, that's a revenue hit, and and you know someone has to crunch those numbers. But I don't think that there would be a desire to do this um, for a four month period uh, at a time. You know, maybe maybe it is that situation where you're talking about multiple bubble sites for shorter periods of time guys the teams flying in from their home market quarantining for the you know maybe four days or something like that playing um two weeks worth of games or something like that and getting back out i just can't imagine um the players union wanting their guys to be back in in a bubble um away from friends and family for you know five months or something like that next year
0: so someone saw a gator is everyone telling Joe he's wrong
1: I did and he and he went full fake news on me um, and just because he's more famous he got more likes on him on, on Twitter about it and I feel absolutely you know wronged by that there are gators here it only makes sense it's Florida they're everywhere come on Joe
0: <laughs> there's like three million gators in that state all right thank you very much appreciate it you're the man Not a problem you guys you guys have a great day Aaron Falk UtahJazz.com writer from Inside the bubble. All right, when we come back, everything you missed in this show, including more of Kenny the Jet Smith. He joined us earlier this morning, his take on Donovan, his take on the Jazz. We'll get to that coming up. Stay with us.
3: Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back to basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
0: Game two for the Jazz and the Nuggets today. It tips off at 2 o'clock. It's on TNT and AT&T Sportsnet. Our coverage here on The Zone begins with the pregame show at 1 o'clock. David Locke and Ron Boone on the call at 2 o'clock. It's the second of four playoff games today. Starts up with Nets and Raptors this morning. Raptors trying to go up 2-0. Sixers and Celtics at 4-30. No Gordon Hayward in that one. Sprained ankle. He's going to be out four weeks. Celtics won game one. Mavericks and Clippers. 7 o'clock. Clippers won game one. Game one, Porzingis will be back, presumably for all four quarters of game two. That's your back to basketball update presented by Zions Bank. Right here on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you.
3: It's been a long four months. Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that. But finally, the NBA is back. Back up and hammer. That is filthy, Rudy. Catch every second of every moment of Utah Jazz Basketball. As the Jazz resume play from the bubble in Orlando, your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is Donovan's fourth year. Think of it as that. This is how he would have come back in 2021. I'm surprised, but not, because he is the new version of Dwayne Wade. He is the 2021-2020 version of Dwayne Wade.
0: Kenny the Jet Smith from TNT, former Houston Rocket. Joining us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone earlier this morning. Time to catch up on everything you missed. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And he says Donovan is now a fourth-year guy. He's taken another step. This was an offseason. Players were watching video. Players were improving. And he's not uh, – Kenny the Jet doesn't think Donovan or any of the other young guys, you were you were the one who asked him the question, PK. You listed four or five guys. You probably could have listed 10 or 12, but you made yeah. your point. Um, and Kenny's point was on all these guys, hey, the rookies are second-year guys and Donovan's a third-year guy who's now a fourth-year guy. He's better. That's the way it is. He's better.
2: Okay, he's better and I would I would argue he's taking it up more. I didn't think him to, I didn't expect him to be this good. And to me, it is more it, obviously the talent speaks for itself and the production speaks for itself. There's no need to go into that because it's there. But the way he's carrying himself, the look on his face, I, I read into that crap and i probably shouldn't call it crap if i'm reading into it and making it <laughs> feel stuff. stuff thank you <laughs> poor that. choice of words i <laughs> retract that your honor body i read language, into that stuff body language
0: matters you yeah. should 70% of communication is nonverbal there were so many college classes offered on this i found it interesting at first but then it got boring i mean we're we just going to beat this into the ground i get it already the way you sit the way you hold your hands the way you hold your head that says something about the way you feel internally
2: Yes, and when you look at the great ones, I mean the true great ones, don't they just have that, man, I'm just going to eat you alive. (laughs) Just look. We all know it. I don't know if we can describe it accurately, but we know it. Some
0: more obvious than others. Jordan clearly had it. Kobe clearly had it. Those are the big two. Nowitzki, not so much, kind of. There was a confidence, but he was always a little in the, too, too cool for school class. And I don't know that Duncan really showed it either. He had it, but he saw it very rarely.
2: Yeah, but his in his manner, he showed it, a quiet way. It wasn't it just the, like, of, when I look at Tim Duncan play, and it was like, well, yeah, give me the ball. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to have gyrations or exuberance in my face. I'm just going to have the look of, well, what else did you expect of course i could do this and that's man just watching mitchell come out on the floor watching him on the bench watching him when he makes a big play look on his face just like yeah man this is this is what i do it's really been fantastic
0: Uh, we talked a lot more about basketball, but we've also had something break during this show, so let's do some – I don't know what's going on here, but we're getting some uh, We're getting some new news for the 9.30 uh, folks just joining the show. And BYU did it. They didn't announce everything at 10.02. Yes! Way to go, Cougars. And they got a game, PK, and exposure. There's a word we knocked around for a few years. It looks like they're going to be getting it in a big-time way.
2: If it comes to pass, yes, you're talking about that September 19th game with army and they're talking about putting it on regular over the air, as I understand. CBS, CBS TV, right? yes. Yeah, that, I don't know. They, I assume they've been on it at some point, but uh, not very often. They've been on it in a while, yeah. Uh,
0: to have it's uh, on channel two. I would know. We haven't had a lot of games. Okay, I would remember. Okay. We have. We've had yeah. games. We just well, haven't have had a lot uh, of them. It's been a Jim while. Jim Nance bro. and yeah.
2: Tony Romo calling that game is going to be sweet. I don't think it works like that. <laughs> Those guys are exclusively on Sunday, PJ. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but they're going to make an exception this time. Didn't, yeah, oh, uh, isn't okay. Herb Street going to call in the second or the first game of the NFL doubleheader? You know, he's not normally a co- uh, pro guy, but they're going to do that. That's what I heard somewhere along the line. Right? Yeah. Who's the Who's the well, guy that he does him. it with? Who's Herb Street it with?
0: Uh, Chris Fowler. Chris Fowler. Okay, yeah. Chris
2: Fowler. There you go. And so uh, you, know, you know, it's it's fun, and yeah, I I had. Uh, I, I, I pulled a couple of strings with some people downtown in Salt Lake about uh, trying to just, let, let's go 9.30, let's move it up a half hour. <laughs> and I talked to some people. You got like at 9 a.m., so you did a good job. Uh, you know, they, they, yeah, they said, okay, we'll, we'll take care. So we there's... That's an, I said you people are some of my uh, my finest friends so do me a favor and they did that's the
0: SEC time slot 130 on CBS there is no SEC football on the 19th obviously they're starting on the 26th so that's a really good time slot and if you look uh the ACC the big the big 10 isn't excuse me the big 12. Isn't playing that weekend either. Obviously, the Big Ten isn't playing any weekend. The Big Twelve's not playing it. that weekend. So it's yeah. basically there's some ACC games, and they're probably uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, that rivalry game. Uh, Central Florida's at Georgia Tech. You know, so there, there's some okay games, but this this is going to be a good deal for BYU if that weekend happens as scheduled. If it well, does, it's so. a good deal.
2: And then I'm looking forward to the return game in 2093. <laughs> it's- it's 2032, November
0: of 2032. Okay, so November
2: of 12 years from now.
0: Yeah, you, you and I'll get our walkers and we'll head over to the game. My, four, <laughs> my four-year-old daughter will be in high school when that nice when that happens. <laughs> 16. She'll be driving. All oh, the stress.
2: <laughs> Sniggy will probably have seven grandkids by then. Yeah, probably not. Why not? What? Only six? Yeah, yeah,
0: five what? or six, maybe not seven.
2: I've met your done? son. He's a stud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So any other takeaways? BYU Army. We've got to wait a little while for the return game. But West Point, 130, CBS. That'll work. That'll work. That's game five. Now what else?
2: What's funny is it's funny in a, in a weird I- way. Ironic. Is having conversations with some guys in Provo down there, off to the <laughs> side.
0: <laughs> that has to uh, every time now. <laughs>
2: so uh, at BYU down there, you should get you should look for to cut that up, Yock. Uh, yak that'd be a good
0: stuff. drop. That'd be solid. <laughs> yeah, down there
2: when, when he goes to pontificating how they should get rid of the honor code.
0: Down there. <laughs>
2: uh would be like, so useful these guys are they're trying not to really even pay attention to what's out there oh, as right. far as the game they just hey I'm showing up to work I'm preparing and it's almost like they're in a little bit of a bubble because th- the reality is they don't really know if they're going to be games but they have to prepare obviously because it's right around the corner and you know if you kick that ball off that day that goes on your one loss record and it means everything because in college football, success is basically judged 12 times. you know? And uh, so they matter a whole heck of a lot. But yet, on the other hand, they realize there's a chance that the plug could be pulled, obviously. But they're trying not to think about that. So it's a... it's. A, when they're in the moment, they're not thinking about that. But, you know, they don't have a lot of free time this time of year, but they do have a little bit. And so, you know, and they know what's out there and all that stuff. And it, it it's a peculiar position for them because none of them have ever been into that. And then you look at the U of U, and they put out a thing I saw where Kyle is the team is like stretching in front of them, and they're doing like a hurdler's thing. So they're, they're. I think they're all down and sitting on their butts, and their legs are out stretching a little bit. And you see him all uh, from the back over his uh, left shoulder, and then the players have masks on and whatnot. And you're thinking, well, what are we doing this for? I mean, why are we together if there's no season? This doesn't make any sense. But none of it makes any sense. And well, a rod kind of a kind together? of
0: a rod kind of addressed this, and it goes to the coaches who you know sleep on their cots and put in twenty hours a day because there's always one more thing to do, whether there is or there isn't. Uh, a rod's point was whenever the next game is. You have to be ready for it. You know, there will be another game. Even uh, Who knows if they'll play one, two, three of these five, all of these five, if they'll schedule a sixth or seventh game, if they'll all be wiped out. But at some point, there will be a next game. And you only get so many practices to improve. And he says, you know, we got six in spring ball. We had six chances to improve. Other schools had zero. He says, A, just being out here, guys – You don't have to yell at guys this year. Guys think practice is way more fun because they had it taken away from them. You know, it's like the closer you get to football, the better. Practice isn't a game, but it's better than nothing. And the guys now know that because they had it taken away from them. Yeah, I And he's counted up how many practices you get to improve. You can't waste one, regardless of when the next game is. And I guess the Utes, you know, yeah, the next game's a long way away, but you're going to have to start stretching, and why – why let your physical conditioning slip? It needs to be the best. You need to add as much weight, be as flexible as you can be, add as much speed, improve your speed as much as you can. Because even though the next game's a long way away, it's still coming.
2: Yeah, but there's a couple of things there. Normally your coach isn't standing in front of you when you're stretching and the game is not for eight months away. That yeah. doesn't happen. And the team is presently constituted in time for the next game, whenever that might be, particularly it might be for the Cougars, but – uh, it's on, on schedule to be that way for the Utes, some of those guys aren't going to be there. Yep, you're right. So they are not. Gonna, they don't have a next game. And plus, depending on what happens with the incoming class and what do they do with kids who graduate early, yeah. are they going to be on the team uh, playing real games? Is that going to count? Blah, blah, blah. So it's not a real setting, particularly for the Pac-12. I, I don't see why they should be out there. It doesn't, if you can't be out there, if it's too dangerous, what the hell are you being out there for? Well,
0: no contact. I mean, they're thinking the contact is more dangerous. Everything is dangerous. But the contact uh, is Yeah, more. I
2: don't know about that, man. I don't know that that's why they're not playing, because the contact is more dangerous. Have we seen any studies that physical contact, one with another, makes you more susceptible? I don't know about that.
0: I think it's getting closer to each other, but you're right as far as how do you study something that is this new. I think that's at the root of all these issues is there's a whole lot of, uh, I think, but I don't really know. I can't guarantee you we're still learning,
2: you know. So why are they there? Why is the line? I drawn thought there? Of being in groups is where it's not supposed to be. Were but they yet in this in photo? Groups, were, they, were they outdoors and spread apart? In they're photo? outdoors, but yeah. the, you know, not every single every single case has been from indoors.
0: No, but outdoors I mean, is safer than indoors. I think that on the whole, I think you know. So much of this gets political and, you know, there's a group of people who don't like the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally and there's another group of people who can't believe people are out protesting. But it doesn't seem like many people are okay with both or upset with both. But I think both are safer because they're outdoors. Now, that doesn't fit the political narrative battles of the times. But yes, they were groups. But still, there was some distancing, certainly more than you would get sitting in a game shoulder-to-shoulder with people.
2: Then why aren't they allowed to play? They're going to be playing outside.
0: Yeah, I know. I've been saying all along, outdoors is safer than in. And I think it goes with all the stuff leading up to the game. I don't think the actual three hours of the game is the riskiest thing. And and I know the linemen are in there huffing and puffing and breathing on each other in semi close quarters. And I can't speak to it because I'm not a doctor, I know, but it, it seems pretty clear from beaches in Florida to protests in uh, Minnesota to riots in Portland to the Sturgis motorcycle rally and not having massive outbreaks. I know it's tricky because, you know, the people in Sturgis and the people on the beach in Florida go home. And so it's hard to track all of this, but it seems pretty clear outdoors is way safer than indoors.
2: Well, I've been to the beach this summer. Yeah. How crowded Only was the two beach? F- uh, well, gosh, the Saturday was way crowded. The uh, the Thursday and Friday wasn't that crowded. Okay, but
0: Californians, you always tell us, Californians have a different version of way crowded than uh, people on uh, in uh, Atlantic City, the Jersey Shore. That's what I was oh, trying yeah, to come up with. yeah that There you literally put towels down to each other, whereas I go to the beach in San Diego as a kid and think if there's somebody every 10 feet, it's crowded.
2: Particularly on the weekdays. Yeah. Although that was also... 40 years ago when you were doing it
0: yeah yeah. well we would go to Coronado which is an enormous beach I mean there are many smaller beaches where you know there's 40 feet of stand as opposed to 100 yards a mile I guess long. I just
2: don't understand why they're still practicing for what
0: I missed what you said there because Yak was talking to me and it cut you off
2: sorry I don't understand why they're still practicing yeah no. does it make it for what what are you still practicing for you're not going to be playing the game in March. <laughs> yeah. All right,
0: DJ and PK brought to you in part by the warehouse. Join the big show Thursday from two to seven at the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. Boom! All right, your feedback coming up next. Stay with us.
2: And it's all over. Almost here. Don't
3: go nowhere. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott.
0: From Sports Illustrated, he's our friend Chris Mannix. Jazz fans disappointed they came up on the short end of Game 1 to the Nuggets, but man, what a game. Really a historic performance from Donovan Mitchell. Yeah,
2: really a great performance from start to finish. He had to assume a lot of responsibility in that game, whether it was playmaking as the point guard, defensively on Jamal Murray, and of course scoring. And He stepped up. He was excellent. There were points of time during that game that I thought the Nuggets could have blown it wide open but I thought the Jazz did a great job in the first half, keeping it closer than maybe it should have been, and then in the second half, climbing back into it. You know, you've got to be optimistic. If you're the Jazz, you can hang in there and win the series.
3: The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ PK with your feedback brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only three fifty nine dollars per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or audisaltlakecity.com. J. Ty tweeting in, DJ, you're not a doctor. Don't tell people outdoors is safer. Ask the idiot beachgoers in Provo, or in Provo. (laughs) In Florida and Georgia, how safe the outdoors is. Hey, J. Ty. I, I got that from the Lieutenant Governor, but okay. I'll take it uh lowest viewership in jazz history and nobody will care about this team anymore kneeling for our anthem was a big disrespect to me and other veterans and boycotting is real
2: i think it is real yeah do you think
0: think when we get it well it is real but do you think when we get i don't know pick a number three years out five years out how big an impact will it have I mean, the Kaepernick stuff was a big deal at the time, and boycotting was real, but then you got down the road two or three years, and it wasn't an issue. Now, maybe it cycles back around here this coming season.
2: Well, it will, that's for sure. Yeah. So, I think it will be a bigger issue because it will have more staying power this time as to compared to last time. Now, we've got entire teams. We've got people saying, oh, this uh, BLM isn't about... Uh, it's not political. I'm about to read then, that one, yeah. But then LeBron shows up with a, a MAGA hat to, and it has it crossed out. And that's not political? I'm not I, saying he did not have the right, but that's not political? You chose that hat with that expression, and then you're telling me it's not political? Oh,
0: well, I'll even go a step farther than that. It's Tom who tweeted that in. Tell PK they aren't protesting taxes or regulations regulations or Pentagon budgets. This shouldn't be political. Well, by being saying it shouldn't be, you're acknowledging it is. I mean, literally, there's one convention this week and one convention next week, and this is a huge issue. And it's going to be at the next convention, too. This is—it is political. There's a presidential election hanging in the balance on this stuff. It is. Now, you can—if you want to argue it shouldn't be, you can argue it shouldn't be. Right, right But it right, is. Right. I mean, right, it's right. like— That's the point. Yeah, I mean, it turn. Turn on the convention, or just I didn't. I was watching basketball, but I had Twitter on because I was watching basketball, so I could see the stuff going by. It's clearly political.
2: Yeah, everything is. It's
0: the way it is right I get tired of it myself. (laughs) I think think, uh, we're all getting worn out by it. Um, Eric Weddle figures into the the Donovan uh, Mitchell conversation. What do you think of Donovan Mitchell now? Uh, Jeff says he's great. I love him. I hope he stays, but he won't bring in the bulldozers to which Chris says, yeah, like Weddle and the Chargers, because, of course, famously Weddle left. And then a couple years later, the Chargers moved to L.A. and Jeff says, you hurt me at Cleason 1005. I thought we were friends.
2: Wasn't that a salary situation with Eric? Uh,
0: I think, that, well, it was a that? definitely contractual. I don't know if it was purely salary. Well, that's uh, what I meant. Yeah. But yeah, it, there was a, yes, there was a contract situation going on. And they basically thought, this guy's taking a gazillion hits. He's getting up there in years. Better to let him go a year early than a year late. Now, ultimately, I think they let him go, I don't know, I have to go back and look, but I think they let him go three years early.
2: Yeah, but that happens all the time in sports. It, it does. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I assume these okay. guys know each other, and and one of them's a Charger fan, and, you know, bringing the bulldozers and moving the franchise, you know, you're just escalating it. I think the point of the thing was, no matter how good you thought Donovan Mitchell was, after you watch him go for 57 in a playoff game, and, you know... A game stat can be misleading, right? We didn't really get into it with Anthony Davis. He had 28 points, which sounds like a good game, but he only had seven in the second half with the game on the line. Right. That's, that's not right. good enough. And 28, no. that, that's a big number. It is. Yeah. But the game was on the line, and he had seven points and a half, and Lillard had like six points and three possessions with two of the, you know, tape measured threes to mix my. Tape measured threes? I like you it. You like it, huh? Well, they're measuring them. That was a 30 footer. That was a 36 footer. All what I know was is the... he was running off the logo and he hit it. What was his velo? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> his velo. Hey, I'll tell you right now. Launch angle matters, PK. If that thing's flat, it's kicking off the rim. you got to put some arc on it. Tape
2: measure threes, man. You stumbled onto something I absolutely love.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. It took four hours, but I got there, people. <laughs> All right, we got... Jill's got, uh, Jill's sending in some audio here on the app. What do you got?
1: It's funny because DJ just said regardless, but I talked to him on the phone the other day and he said irregardless. So I thought PK might enjoy
2: that, that he's rubbing off on him.
0: I use them interchangeably <laughs> at this point.
2: Well, they are interchangeable.
0: Regardless or irregardless of what kind of mood I'm in. I just blurred something Those
2: out. are both words. There's two things I've been, no, three things I've been right on all this time. I'm not learning the text line. Freaking Monty Williams was restart coach of the year, and regardless is a word. I'll go to my grave standing on that mountain of those three. I'll give you uh, your your Fab
0: Four. Joe Ingles is a good guest. <laughs> You got that one right. I think we ought to have Joe on. Yeah, I'm, I'm an jet player on. Sure, let's have him on. <laughs> he, okay, I think that was awesome. just more
2: obvious, though. That was exposure to Joe. Yeah. I think if you were sitting there with me. Yeah, I would have figured you, it out, too, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was a no-brainer. I just had access to him uh, more than others did at an earlier time. All right, we're out
0: of time. Hans and Scott here coming up next. Jazz and the Denver Nuggets at 2 o'clock right here on The Zone.